0: We also would love to connect with you on our social media on Instagram and Twitter at KC Ottawa and Facebook at Facebook slash Kingdom Culture Ottawa. We pray that you would experience God today and be encouraged through today's message. Enjoy. Hey, Kingdom Culture family. So great to see you again. As I say every week, I miss you and I miss seeing you in person. I wanna welcome all our online community, those that are called Kingdom Culture home. And all, also, all those that are our extended family that are watching from around the world and watch after the fact, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if, and if you're new with us this morning, we wanna welcome you as well. Let us know where you're from. Uh, like, subscribe, share the link. It really helps spread the word. If you watched last week, you know that we are in a series, a three-part series called, called Let's Go Back A Bit. Let's Go Back A Bit. Really going through... Uh, we selected three specific messages that I'm gonna be doing a commentary, a live commentary on. I haven't pre-watched them, so I'm gonna do a live commentary on these messages, Uh, messages that I believe are really potent and prophetic for this season. Now, by prophetic... Uh, what I mean by that is simply, you know, the word prophetic in definition really just just means sharing the heart and mind of God to a situation or to an individual. So when God speaks to us and we relay that message, uh, that is simply being prophetic. So I believe that there, I mean, every message... Hopefully, God willing, is a prophetic message for us to be applied to our lives every time we come together as a church body. But there are some messages that stand out for times and seasons specific areas of our lives that need to be really paid attention to. And I wanna, I've selected three of them. Last week, we started one of them, which I felt was super powerful. And this week, we're gonna be diving into another one of those. But before we do that, I wanna kind of build sort of the framework as to where we're going and why we are doing this series. Our scripture is James chapter five, verse 17 to 18, where it says this, Elijah, who was a prophet, Elijah, for instance, human just like us, prayed hard that it wouldn't rain. And it didn't. Not a drop for three and a half years. And he prayed that it would rain, and it did. The showers came and everything, I love that, and everything started to grow again. If there's one thing above every other thing that I'm believing for in this season, where there was famine or where there was drought in our lives because of what has taken place, that soon and very soon, everything will start growing again. That is my prayer. Give you a little bit of context and you can see it in First Kings chapter 17 verse 1 and First Kings chapter 18, verse 41 to 45 really explain the context that's that we see in James chapter 5. okay. And Elijah who is a prophet, he prophesies, that it's not going to rain, and then he prays, okay? So that's where we get what James says about he prayed hard, it wouldn't rain, and it didn't. Really, in the translation, it's he, he spoke about it, he prophesied, he gave the word, at the word of the Lord, that it would not rain, and it didn't, okay? So we have Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 17 who prophesies that it will not rain, Three and a half years goes by. Then we see in 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41 to 45, where he says to King Ahab, hey, get your chariots ready because I hear the sound of rain. It's coming, so get ready. He prophesies at the word of the Lord that it's going to rain now after it hasn't for three and a half years. But then right after that, he goes... And puts his head between his knees in a in a in a position of prayer and begins to pray that this word will come to pass. Okay, and so the reason for this whole series that we're doing, let's get ba- let's go back a bit. Really, is because I believe we need three things in our life when it comes to our prophetic words and our promises. Number one is follow up. Remember last week, follow up. Okay. Number two is accountability, and number three is positioning. Follow up meaning we need to remember, okay? Remember and go back to what God said. It's so easy to always be in a place where God, what are you saying now? What are you saying now? That's amazing. Do that. But don't forget, sometimes what God is saying now is what he already said back a long time ago. So we need to go back sometimes if we're gonna move forward. Number two is accountability. We need to be accountable with our words so that we don't just get a word or give a word, but we pray the word into existence like Elijah did. Got his head between his knees and began to pray and then told his servant, Go and look for the sign that my word's gonna come to pass. Go and find it. Go and look for it, because it's coming. And seven times went by. Elijah said, pray, go again, look again, look again, look again. And on the seventh time, the servant came back and said to Elijah, I see a cloud the size of a man's hand. And that was the sign that Elijah needed to know that his prayer and his prophecy had not only begun to be fulfilled, but his prayer was Answered that it would be fulfilled, and then we have positioning, which is kind of what I just said uh, a second ago about about the servant looking. Part of positioning is now being aware. We've prayed, we've believed, we've followed up, and now we need to position ourselves to look. Where is God moving? What is He doing? I'm going to find the goodness of God somewhere. Maybe it feels like hell is all around us. I mean, let me tell you, the promise is this, that even when hell's all around you, there's heaven somewhere in the midst of all of it, but you have to look. So positionings, three things that we need to implement in our life when it comes to prophetic words, things that God has spoken to us. Last week, we I dove into a message that was spoken on March 1st. And I know that part of it got cut off and we had to use uh, a, another clip for that. But let me tell you, it was powerful. I got rocked by my own message. Yes, I'm doing a commentary on my own message. That's okay. Uh, I got rocked uh, by my own message. And it's so good for me sometimes to hear what came out of my mouth because it actually encourages me. It's like, I can encourage myself by listening to to what God has spoken to me in the past. It's, it's incredible. Um, and the same thing for you. That's why hopefully you journal. So you could go back into your journal and read what you wrote because hopefully it will be an encouragement to you. So last week we talked about going deeper, uh, prophetic directive for the season and we shared three prophetic directives that we believe were called to wrestle. Well, today we're gonna dive into a message that I spoke on April 5th, okay? So now we're already in about three weeks into this pandemic, okay? Everything was still new, and now we're in it April 5th, right before Easter Sunday, and it was a message called, What Are Your Stones? And the subtitle was God of the Crossover. So let's check it out. And by the way, uh, because this message is longer in nature, we're not gonna be able to do a commentary on the entire message, okay? So we're gonna highlight specific clips in the message and I'm gonna do a commentary live. Like I said, I haven't seen this before other than when I spoke it, I haven't watched it. I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna do a live commentary. So let's dive into this. And I felt like going into March, it was a preparation. It was like a setting of the tone for the next season. And I felt like God showed me that we were to go into this three-month series starting April 12th, bringing back the number 12 again, uh, bringing back the number 12, uh, April 12th uh, for 12 weeks, which is three months, 12 weeks, and we were to call it Revive 2020. And I really felt like going into it, and I had no idea, obviously, that this whole coronavirus, COVID-19 situation would take place. None of us really did the way that it is. And, uh, you know, life has turned itself upside down in our lives. We don't, like, as many people don't even know how to navigate this season. There's so many new things to learn. How- uh, I'm not sure if you saw that, but just to give sort of um, context for what I just said, I talked about how, you know, before we knew about this whole pandemic, uh, earlier on in the year, in fact, I think it was even really in the fall, moving into the end of the year, uh, I felt like God wanted us to move into a season called Revive 2020. Um at first, I didn't have the language for it, but I knew there was gonna be an extended season where God wanted to revive certain areas of our life. Now, like I said, this was before the pandemic hit, and I was gonna bring in a bunch of guest speakers and a bunch of uh, of people to, to sort of teach on topics that we really felt God wanted to revive in and through our lives. And so I'm talking about that and I'm talking about just kind of referencing where we're at and where we were going in that season, in this specific. Now this is April. Um, of course, you know, Revive 2020, the series itself and the theme really went on, I think, for over six months. I mean, it felt like it was forever. Um, and now we're in a new series, but let's let's continue on. to learn how to navigate in this season. And I, I, I kind of felt almost apprehensive even now continuing this theme because I'm like... It, it's, it wasn't going to go the way that I thought it was going to go, but yet I feel like it's God, and I feel like God wants to revive us in the next season. And maybe you're watching, you're not part of the Kingdom Culture family. locally, he has, locally, he truly has in so many areas. Abroad. We welcome you. You're a part of this as well. And if you're new with us this morning I hope online, that you welcome. This is also you for you some, as well. But as of during next this season, week, April 12th, personal for revival 12 weeks straight, we're going to be praying and believing that God is going to revive some major things in our life, and we're going to be hitting. We're going to be hitting some key topics along the way that I believe and are we did. important for us moving Tons into this next speakers. season, um, for God to revive and reawaken inside of us. and And we're going to be doing it online for as long as we have to. For as long it's been as, a long time uh, now. The situation <laughs> continues. As long we're going to we be have doing this to. online, and even when we come back. By the way, into our auditorium. When we come back, we still will be coming at you live, but it will just be looking a little bit different. Absolutely. But uh, I want to welcome once again everybody watching. I'm excited for this season, and um, you know, I, I, like I said, as I was thinking or looking back through all the old archive footage, I was just super thankful. I could not help but being thankful all the miracles, all the thousands of people around the world impacted. As I'm talking here, for those of you that maybe forget, we were actually celebrating, I believe it was that day, actually, uh, celebrating 12 years as a legal entity. So 12 years as a legal entity. And I kind of brought into, and you'll see more how I bring in the significance Uh, numerically of 12 and prophetically what that represents in scripture and how that connects and relates to us in this season. And so I'm going to dive more into that, but just to give you a little bit of context, that's what I'm talking about there. And we were celebrating and looking back through some old archive footage of kingdom culture over the years. You know, just through media, through missional outreaches and events, conferences, things that we've done, schools that we've done over the years. I was just, I'm so, I'm awestruck, actually, about all the things that God has done. And you're like, well, you know, why would you be awestruck? Because I forget sometimes. I forget, and I look back, and I'm like, wow, man, that was amazing. And I forgot about some of the people that were with us or some of the things that took place. I forgot, but when you look back and you see and you remember, it does something to your faith. It reignites your faith. And so... Oh, it's and in. I remember at the beginning of the year, uh, I shared a word, and there's going to be a video clip coming out this week about it. Um, but uh, I shared a word with our house and um, online about what I felt like God was doing about the three things that God was going oh, to be referencing, dealing. I right didn't with even know I said this in this was message. Fear. It was. Yep. Um, the whole idea around God, trusting god for provision and but not just enough more than enough and, 20, and the there's third plenty the thing was about not walking blind in the season and and really understanding and getting Having a hold eyes of to see the, the reason for the season, the season. and Perspective. I feel like these three things we are all globally for most of the, most, most of the god world god is echoing is this word for us right in now. this the season the body of christ is wrestling with uh, 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 you know, dealing with these things of can God are you still the provider that you were when I had a job? Because maybe you I'm lost wearing your the same job. shirt God, as I were You know, are you still the God of, of faith? I feel so much fear right now, and you give me faith, and I feel fear right now, and dealing with fear, and then also God, you're the God who gives me clarity. When I can't see, you give me the insight into the reason for every season because there is a reason and we're going to pull out and extract the greatest of opportunities in this season, no matter how hard it may feel for you. Um, we are going to cross over, and that's—I feel like—the word for this morning is, is that we're going to cross over. We're crossing crossed over, over in the past, you guys. Looking back at all of the good things God has done, we're going to cross over now in the present, and we're going to keep crossing over. He's the God of the crossover. He brings you know, us one through. One of the best things that I—I I, I think I've ever uh, brought back from Israel. I've been to Israel twice, and I brought back various things uh, in both trips. the first trip I did to Israel was back in two thousand four, and. Uh, I had an opportunity to go to the area where, the creek actually, where David, David, King David, before he was king, um, would have picked his five stones to fight the giant Goliath, the, the Philistine, the head of the Philistine army. And, you know, Israel was intimidated and Saul didn't know how to manage and navigate this. And David, little young David, shepherd boy, who had been training with a slingshot. Uh, you know, on the hilltop with the sheep, as a shepherd taking care of the sheep, taking care, you know, you know, taking out the bear, taking out, uh, you know, the, the 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 lion, taking out the various attacks and the various predators that would come in to attack the sheepfold. He had learned to deal with this, but he had never come against what he was about to come against, and he was going to come against Goliath, a giant man. I mean, David was a smaller guy, and Saul tried to, you know, put David's armor or Saul's armor on him. It didn't fit him, but David said, you know what? If I can fight the lion, the bear, if I can deal with these sheep like I have been, I can take this giant out with uh, a few stones. So he he grabbed five stones out of a creek, and... um, and, and, you know, obviously you know the story. He, he slung the stone and it, and it killed Goliath and he won the battle. And that was a part of the beginnings of his promotion to begin to move forward into his destiny and purpose. And I brought back a bunch of stones from that creek and here's one of them. And I gave it to my son, actually. Today's battles and, become uh, tomorrow's breakthroughs.
1: A That's stones a legit rock important. from the same stones creek.
0: have memories. Stones are a way to remember it's like jesus he you know we're called to remember him well he was called the cornerstone the the greatest of all stones you know the bible even calls us living living stones stones are a very important part of our spiritual journey. And they represent, they represent memories. They represent things Kidney that, stones. and battles that have been won, triumphs, trophies in the spirit. They represent victories. Yep. And, and um, this stone, really is a reminder that, you know, when we're scared, when we're in fear, yep. that even just one stone can take out the biggest giants that we're facing. And I feel like we're facing a giant right now. We're facing a a River Jordan moment where we don't know how to cross it. We're facing a Red Sea moment, you know, like Moses when he led the people out of Egypt. And one of the first big, uh, you know, obstacles they came up against was having to cross this Red Sea. And how were they gonna do it? And, you know, Moses lifted up his staff and he couldn't do anything. He couldn't make it happen. He couldn't, in his own effort, make the sea part. He had to trust God and God stepped in and God fought the battle for Moses. I yeah, remember. Just want to comment on this. Remember that you probably heard it said a lot that if God leads you to it, He'll lead you through it. Um, God's not up there scratching His head, being like, "Oh, I never thought this uh, thing would happen. Never thought you know the coronavirus would hit. Never thought pandemic would happen." And uh, you know, He's not surprised. And so, therefore, He's given us provision and the resource, the spiritual resource we need, and however that looks, uh, for what we need to cross over. He truly is the God of the crossover. And you can see all throughout Scripture, all throughout history, and you, you look at the God of Israel and what he did for his people over and over again. He showed himself as the God who not only leads us to things, but leads us through them, okay? So it's very important that we get that. I think... It should give us some level of, ins- uh, of of insurance, but assurance that God's got this and he's got us. And as long as we continue to surrender day in and day out, we're gonna make it through, and we're gonna make it through better and bigger than previous to this whole thing so let's continue on it's like this right now all over the world right now we're facing this jordan called coronavirus this jordan called you know economic shakedown this jordan called i've lost my job i've i i I, i've lost my income, I've lost my retirement. All of these things that have happened right What's now your are Jordan like this right now? Jordan that we're facing. How do we get across it? It's we all like have this a Red sea that we're facing. How do we get across it? Something we're and navigating, trying to cross over the way that Moses got across it way back in the book of Exodus is the same way that we're going to cross this yep. season and it's just trusting God. Yep. I know it's a cliche thing, but this is the reality. That's actually very Every simple. Every season that we face and come up against, when we come against some what possible can be situations, the only thing we can do is lean in and say God okay it's all you or nothing like I don't know how I'm gonna make it through this That's season it. and so I gave this rock to my son just as a reminder that you know when we're in fear when we're in fear all we have to do is remember if God did it before yep. he can do it again remember because he's the so God key. of the crossover I want to read That's you why a scripture, we're going back 4, a as we series. start into this uh today's message Joshua 4 verse 21 uh to 24 it says this then this he out. spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, "What are these stones?" Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. Those stones were a memory of the unreal. Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea which he dragged up before before us until we had crossed over, verse 24, that all the peoples of the earth may know the hand of the Lord. How you navigate this season determines determines how people see, they see about your God in this season. This word for crossing over actually is connected to the word in Hebrew for Hebrew. For Hebrew. And the Hebrew people, one of the things about the Hebrew people is that this word actually means crossing over. Why? Because the Hebrew people were to be a people of the, they were pioneering people. They were were to be someone that exhibited a crossing over, that they were living in the world, but they were not of the world. And and that they would always be people that would cross over outside of the parameters or the systems of this world, that they would stand out. Beyond, two. they are called to cross over, From darkness well, to light, we, we've the over. Same, Being grafted in and connected to Jesus, who was a Jew, who was a Hebrew, uh, we are connected to the Spirit of. We are called and destined to cross over in every season that feels impossible. Every season, and we will cross over. If you're taking notes this morning. It's really a question. My subject and my title is, what are your stones? Yes. Because he is the God of the crossover. What are your stones? What are your stones in this season? What are the things that you're going to gather in this season to be a memorial, to be a memory of God's breakthrough in this season? You will look back and you'll remember your Jordan moment in 2020 when the coronavirus hit. And you remember when you were in isolation and you were in quarantine and all the things that went on and the, the way you felt of how am I going to get through this and maybe you have young kids and finances are hard right now. Whatever the case may be, you will get through this, and you will yep. look back because you have extracted something precious from this season, treasure in that darkness, that will be a memory for future generations. And your children will be like, man, what was it like being in that time, that pandemic, where the whole world was shut down, and there was an economic shaking, and it felt like everyone was losing themselves, and and in isolation, disconnected from humanity and relationship. What was it like? And and you're going to be able to tell Nothing them. Nothing well, hey, out of this is this so time, good. Right now. I did this, I did that, I did that, and they're memorials for us now, and they're they're the reason why we've seen such a breakthrough in our family. And you're gonna have these stones just like I do. You're gonna have these stones to remember and to thank God that even though it sucks and it's hard right now, there's gonna be some good that comes out of it. Just to comment on that, I mean, how many already feel like they have so many good memories out of this season? I mean, especially families, relationships. I know for so many still is so hard and the effects of things that have happened are still affecting you to this day. But I truly believe that even for you who's watching that would say that about your situation can find some good things that came out of this, some resets, so to speak, in your life where things were reset uh, and reconfigured. And now you feel like, man, you feel much better about some areas. Yes, there might be some areas that are still fragmented and still in chaos and, you're uncertain about, but there's so many other areas that that you can find and say, man, those were good memories. These are my stones that I gathered in these in this quarantine season. Let's continue on. I wanna read to you throughout the course of this message about 14 more verses, okay? So you're gonna track me here. A lot. I have some points and I have some things that I feel like God wants you to take away from this message. But I wanna say this at the forefront of everything. Like I said, he is the God of the crossover. Yep is the God of the crossover. And my prayer for you today is that you would figure out what are the things that you're going to collect and gather? What are the, what are the breakthroughs? What are the moments that you're going to collect and gather in this season to be a sign for future generations? Yeah. That are, be, are going to be a sign and a memorial to the fact that you have crossed over. Here's the thing. God has not changed. Hebrews he chapter 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, today and forever. And forever. And yep. and. I said this before in the last few weeks, often when things around us shake, what it also does is reveal in us and Exposes, to Exposes, Maybe the lack of foundation that we have in our faith. Maybe the lack of realization of who God is. Is yep. God a good God? Is he a bad God? Is he out to get me? Is he for me? Yeah. You know, we, we, we believe often the good side of God when things are good. But when things are bad, it's easy to get bitter. We talked about last week about bitterness, about dealing with the bitterness oh, that, that produces poisonous Gotta fruit. Gotta listen to that one. And if you missed that, I'd encourage you check out last week's message. It's sitters. all about bitterness. I think it's easy in seasons like this when there's uncertainty and unknowns to get really upset at God, upset at the close closest to us, get frustrated because really we're frustrated at ourselves because yep. we feel lost. But it's in these seasons where God puts the greatest of foundations in our life. It's in these seasons where God, you know, he molds our character in the greatest of ways. It's in these seasons when God sculpts a yep. side of our leadership that would not be sculpted without these external intense situations and circumstances. And so when joy happen, you face trials of many kinds. just remember, God has not changed. So if God has not changed and, and you see God a certain way when things are good... When things are bad, be assured and lean into this reality that God is still the same. So if God is still the same, we can still trust him the same way that we can or say we trust him when all things are good. We can still lean in. He's still the same God. He's just going to do something new in us in this season. I'm not saying that God caused this. That's bad theology. I'm not saying that God is the initiator, but God is a redeeming God. That's part of his nature. And in every bad situation that life throws at us yeah, brings good out Whether it. it's because of our lack of stewardship or the things that we do that aren't, you know, necessarily the best for our lives, God steps in as a good father and says, "Okay, now that the pieces are all over the place and everything's broken, how can we fix this? How can we bring redemption? How can we bring restoration and reconciliation? How can I make you, Sean? come out of this season even stronger, better, it's better always the leader, goal. better father, better husband, better version of yourself? How can we create a scenario Man, this where the is a best long intro. of you comes out of the worst of situations? That's get to the heart on. of God. You know, Israel, when you read this story, and I'm going to actually, I know I only read a part of the story. Some of you don't know the story even. I'm going to read a Here bit of the story for you to give you a little verses, bit of context. Moses, one of the most humble leaders of all time, led a whole nation, the nation of Israel, out of 400 years of slavery. He led a people group, the Hebrew people that served the Hebrew God, led them out of Egypt and into an exodus, into a transition, and into a 40-year period of time to get into what was promised to the forefathers and the ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, a land flowing with milk and honey called the promised land. Let's look at the promised land as a symbol for us, as the land where we're going to come into intro. our purpose, the land where we're going to come into the greatest of breakthroughs in our life, the land I'm setting that, the stage that is for promised you to us that's better than slavery, Be better than bondage. It was a land that had been promised. On, it was about inheritance. It was about, you know, wherever your feet go, you're going to own it. You're going to dominate. And this was a promise that went through generation after generation. Now, Israel had been in bondage and slavery in Egypt. Under many pharaohs, Moses is raised up as a deliverer. He leads the people out of Egypt. You know, plagues come and all these things come. And yet the Jewish people, the Hebrew people survive all of it and are released. And they actually are released with not only just provision, but an abundance of provision. Gold, silver. Financial provision. And they leave and they move through a season. And one of the first obstacles, I said it earlier, was crossing the Red Sea. Yep. And, uh, you know, it was one of the first big you know, opportunities for the people that were following Moses to trust him. They crossed the Red Sea and then the journey began. You know, they could have made it into the promised land probably within about three weeks, 10 days to three weeks, somewhere in there. They could have made it into the promised land. But because of their grumbling, because of their complaining, because of their disobedience and rebellion... And their hearts were hard, they walked around in circles for 40 years. Why? Because 40. God did not want them to come into the promised land with an Egyptian mindset. It's true. A slavery mindset. Yep. God had to take God had God had to give them time because they had a lot of hard deal with stuff the mindset. to work through. Remember, every hard season is always a heart, heart. season. Every hearts. hard season that you go through is always a heart season. And so when it's hard, just remember, it's God working on your heart. It was more important to God to get rid of Egypt within them getting into the than messages. it was just to take them out of Egypt. And so for 40 years, they walked around because of their rebellion, their grumbling, their complaining, and they didn't make it in. In fact, almost a whole entire generation died off, except for really one tribe, the tribe of Levi. But the whole, a whole generation died off in the wilderness And in that time, another leader was being raised up named Joshua. And Ooh, they we come, go. They, they experience all this goodness. You know, God provided for them miraculously in the desert. You know, supernatural provision literally would come out of the sky. I mean, crazy stuff. Their clothes did not wear out. And yet, over and over again, these people, so stubborn, so stiff-necked, would forget. This is why yeah. it's so important to remember yeah, I'm all the good it here. things that have happened in your life. Go back a It's so a bit, easy to forget. You're going through a hard time right we now. Forget this pandemic words, we forget these words, these promises, things that have that happened. God has brought us through. I would say even worse things before. For some of yeah. you, you were on the edge of death.
1: God brought you yeah. through.
0: For some of you, your child was on death the edge was of death. Worse Let me tell than you, a child on the edge of death, death was death worse death than this pandemic. Is worse than you being in isolation right now. Yep. Is worse than an economic shakedown in your own personal life. Yep. Death is a lot worse, and you've been through it. Maybe you were on the verge of a drug ad- uh, of an overdose, and God saved you. That was worse than what it is right now. True. In so many ways, and so if God brought you through before, He can bring you through this again. It's a and this time, you're going to come out on top. Let's and lean so, in, though. We've got to you lean know, I'm in, I want to give surrender. you a little bit of context. So Joshua is raised up, and uh, uh, 40 years in the wilderness go by. Moses, the leader, dies. You know, he's not able to take the people into the promised land. Right, be- and right before he dies, he appoints a new leader, Joshua, and. Uh, God God appoints uh, Joshua through Moses, says you're gonna lead the people into the promised land like I could never. And then Moses dies and the baton is passed. And this is what Joshua chapter one, verse 10 to 11 says. 40 years, 40 years wilderness, or sorry, Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready in three days. Maybe it's three months In three days, you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. In other words, get ready, okay? We're in a season of getting ready. We will cross over. Get ready. Grab a hold of whatever you can to prepare your heart. Prepare your heart for what's about to take place. Get ready. On the other side of you crossing over, it's... And just just to kind of comment on this, I don't think we're ever in a season where we're not in some form of preparation, But I do think that there are some seasons that God gives us anticipation for where there's an extra due diligence that we need to get ready for so that when things happen, you're ready. You know, you're not just waiting for crisis to hit to make a decision. You've actually prepared and maintained what you've needed to maintain so that when crisis hits, you're actually ready to handle it. And you're not kind of uncertain on how to go about continuing to live while everything's going down uh, and and it just feels like chaos in your life. It's kind of like marriages. I say this often that just just see a counselor when they're in crisis. You don't want to do that. You want to continue to invest in your life and strengthen your marriage before crisis hits. And so let's continue on here. It's always about you dominating. It's always about you occupying your place of influence. It's always about any challenge you go through, any break, any, any Jordan moment you go through and have to cross over in life is all about getting you ready so that when you get on the, uh, the other side, you can begin to win in a way that you've never won before. Why? Because it's in the crossing over that God prepares your character. Yeah, it's in good. the crossing over that God enhances or energizes your faith. It's in the crossing over where all the, 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 the things that maybe would take you out in the future are shaken out of yep. your life. Almost like sifted out of your life. All those things that would have corrupted you. Down the line. It's in these crossing over moments, these breakthrough moments in life where you lean into God that you are prepared to handle what God wants to give you. Remember that. It's very important we're coming into our purpose. We have a a mindset of that. Then it says in Joshua 3 verse 4, since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Who? The priests, the Levitical priests that are carrying the ark of God. Now, I just want to paint this picture for a second. The command from God to Joshua was prepare the people. Get ready. We're going to cross over in three days. It's going to be an amazing moment. But how we're going to do it is very very, very important to, to listen to the instruction for it. The priest would carry... The Ark of God, the Ark of the Covenant, okay? The Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. This was this was the only time God was ever in a box, and he said, if you touch it, you'll die. It was holy, okay? There was things in that box that were holy, Operation. that were from the past, the law, the tablets. There were things that were very precious in that box, but that box was a box designed by God and represented the presence of God being carried from place to place in the wilderness, okay? It was actually put into the tent of meeting, which was like an old version of the temple that was a mobile temple. Okay, they'd set up a big tent Called the tent of meeting, Moses would go in there, meet with God face to face. The Ark of the Covenant was in there, was in that place. It was, it was a holy place, the holy of holiest. I mean, if you touched it, like I said, if you touched it, you had sin in your life, you would die. I mean, it was holy. Because, I mean, you're encountering the God of the universe, okay? So I want you to get that. The, the Ark of the Covenant represents the presence of God. And it says here, in chapter three of verse four, since you've never traveled this way before, you've never navigated a pandemic, you've never navigated the coronavirus, the COVID-19 situation—you don't, you have no idea how this is going to shake down. He says, "Trust that they will guide you." This is verse four. Stay about a half a mile, about 3,000 feet, about a half a mile behind them. Social distancing. So even <laughs> this is where God instituted social distancing. Don't get near my presence. It's too holy. You'll die. It's true. And I'm kind of joking. But anyways, keep a clear distance between yep. you and the ark. Make sure you don't come any closer. So the priest Maybe they, they were called the go ahead and the down. wipe. Because when you bring when you put the presence of God, okay, when you put the presence of God into the forefront of any Jordan, River of Jordan moment you're facing. You're in this impossible situation. It's p- impossible. How are you going to cross over this pandemic? How are you going to get through this whole season of isolation? If the presence of God is priority and it goes before you, it will part even the greatest of impossibilities. It will part the yep. way for you. It will this be what be guides good. you through. You guys, if there was ever a time yep. to lean in, it's it's unfortunate that so much of humanity. Oh, um, just just while we're talking about this, remember and think about and maybe write it down while I'm talking, what your Jordan is for you right now. Maybe it's general for you, and this Jordan feels like it's the pandemic for you, or this Jordan is um, this, this potential economic instability that you're facing right now. Maybe it has to do with family, relationships, whatever it is that you're feeling like you're living in the middle of right now, that you're trying to cross over through, I want you to identify. It's very important as we are in this message that you're identifying what your Jordan is because we're talking about God being the God of the crossover to help you get through what it is that you're living in right now and not stay stuck. God wants to to pull you out of that being stuck Mentality. He wants to give you a new mentality and that's a a moving forward mentality. And so I want you to think about what your Jordan is as I'm talking about this. Situation, it's impossible. How are you gonna cross over this pandemic? How are you gonna get through this whole season of isolation? If the presence of God is priority and it goes before you, it will part even the greatest of impossibilities. It will part the way for you. It will be what guides you through. You guys, if there was ever a time, to lean in. It's it's unfortunate that So how how do we this practically speaking how do we practically let or or uh provoke or not provoke maybe promote this this way of living where the presence of God goes before us that we are simply following uh God in every season of life, you know. How do we do that practically honestly? It's simple yet complex in the sense of it's a continual everyday surrender. Surrender, but surrender looks different every single day. It's a continual choice to say, God, like I know you've got me. It's a continual attitude of worship and gratitude and thanksgiving, thankfulness, that even when, Hell is breaking out around us. Even when there's confusion and darkness, we continue to say, God, you are still good. You are still kind. You are still the leader, and I trust you. And it sometimes might feel in your emotions like you're just being fake. No, you're being faith. You are not called to fake it. You're called to faith it. Two different things. When... Faith kicks in because you're persuaded that God is good and is with you even in your Jordan moment. When you have that kind of mentality, what ends up happening is you actually promote in your life that the presence of God is first and not just um, good ideas, or or all the other reasons to fear, or doubt, or have unbelief, are 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 pray, are of the focus. You where Jesus becomes the focus because you have an attitude of gratitude, where you continually just honor God in your season through acknowledging that He is good and He's got you. it that so much of humanity starts to pray, starts to lean into God when it's unfortunate there is trouble. You know, when 911 happened, 911 happened. I mean, churches were flooded with people. When Katrina happened, the big flood happened in New Orleans, churches were flooded with there. people. These these yeah. moments in time I mean, after where great trouble hits the land is usually a time when humanity wakes up. And it's unfortunate, doesn't it? Shouldn't be that way, but it happens. And so if it's happening, how do we redeem it? How do we, how do we leverage and how do we let God in the most we can? But here's the thing. The presence, when the presence of God goes before you in any season like this, it separates and creates a pathway for you to walk through. They needed to be able to see the ark before them at all, the t- at all times to know the way that they should go. They had to watch the presence of God, okay? They had to watch the presence of God. Now, in this time, of crossing the Jordan, when the people came to the Jordan, they were about to cross over into the promised land. Keep in mind, I don't think I've even said this yet. When Joshua was leading the people, they were about to cross over into Gilgal, right outside of Jericho. They were about to conquer their first city, okay, and establish themselves as a people, and, and crossing over the Jordan meant coming into their promised land. This was their first. This, this was like intro. Could moment. be a this their whole first message opportunity in and of itself uh, with Joshua, the new leader, to to kind of affirm and confirm himself as the legitimate leader that Moses thought he was and God thought he was. And so the presence went before them. It separated the river. Now, remember this, and I I, I didn't say this earlier, but during this time, it was actually harvest season. It was harvest season. And in harvest season, there was uh, always an overflow of flooding, 10 to 12 feet higher on the riverbanks, okay? And usually, the people could have probably crossed over the Jordan, you know, but during flooding season, it was impossible. But this was the season that God had appointed for them to cross over. This was the time that they were appointed to cross over. Now, Moses had brought the people 40 years prior to this to the same location, basically the same area. And they sent out spies into the land and they came back with fear, you know, and so because of their fear, they couldn't enter fear the promised land. A, a and so robber. 40 years later, it's like a reoccurring pattern. Four, Things always 40 reoccur. years later, now Joshua, the next generation of leaders, is now leading them through. And they're at the, they're at the same exact s- situation, but now there's a new perspective. Because the people Ooh, that were with Joshua yeah. were the new generation that yep. were born new into the wilderness. New there wasn't that many yet left that had actually come out of Egypt, except for the tribe of Levi. There wasn't that many that had come out of Egypt. So it's a whole new generation of thinking, perspectives. And I think this is what's happening right now. I think God is setting us up for something amazing because we have a new perspective. People are going online. People are doing different things differently in this season. Absolutely. Finding new ways, new innovation. It's happening. It's happening. Let's just dive in now to Joshua 3, verse 14. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan, and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Verse 15, it was harvest season. And the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark, touched the water at the river's edge. The water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarathan, and, and the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. I love this. We'll continue in verse 17 in a second. The moment their feet, carrying the presence of God, they had the ark with them, touched the water, it separated for them the moment the presence of god touches whatever in situation you're up against right now the moment you let the presence of god in it has the ability he has the ability yep. to part the most aggressive of situations in your life and to give you a space to guide you through, to make it through, to create a pathway where there was no pathway before. It says in verse 17, Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. They waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. Now, a few days ago, I was really feeling like, man, I was praying on Monday, I actually wasn't feeling this at all. I was going to share this. But a few days ago, I really began to feel like, man, I I feel like I need to talk about crossing over and preparing to cross over in this season. And that in this season of isolation, there are things that oh, God like wants this. This to give cool. us. this is cool. I remember this now. Uh, cool. God wants to I forgot about this. You forget. Memorials it's so easy to forget. From this season for our lives that speak to generations. And, and and what what does that look like? And so I was thinking about the story of, of Joshua leading the people over the River Jordan. And, uh... Um, you know, and, and so I started to kind of meditate on it, uh, you know, think about it, read it, you know, you know, read through it. And I haven't even got here yet, but if you continue reading the, the scripture, which I will read soon, um, one of the things that God commanded Joshua to do was to gather 12 stones. It's kind of funny because we're celebrating yep. 12 years as a, as a, a legal entity, but God said to Joshua, gather 12 stones and stack them. Uh, in the camp, when you come out of the River Jordan and you get out of the situation, you're going to stack them at Gilgal, where you're going to camp, you're going to stack them, and when a future generation asks you, what are these stones, which is the scripture I opened up with, what are these stones, you're going to tell them, hey, this is a memorial and a reminder yep. of how God brought us through the Jordan River on dry ground. Or we'll replace Jordan River with and So, you know, I quarantine. started meditating on this, and on Saturday morning, yesterday, I really felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to asked my son, my son Ezekiel has this, um, has this action comic book Bible. And I said, go get your action comic book Bible. I want to read a story to you. And I felt uh, provoked to, to read the story of Israel crossing over the Jordan led by Joshua. So I began to read it and uh, you know, it was a short story. It's in a comic book format. So it was pretty short. I began to read it and I just continued to ruminate on this, like this, this passage. I feel like this is a prophetic passage for us in this season that God is preparing us to cross over, but out of it, we're going to pull some stones out of it it that become a memorial that speak to future generations. And so I, uh, because, you know, everybody, the world's watching right now. Your kids are watching how you as parents navigate this season season, in your business, in your work life, in your marriages, in your families. The kids are watching. And so after I read this story to my son, I I just went away and I I had this urge to, to voice text a friend of mine. He's a rabbi. He lives in California. His name is Rabbi Jason Sobel. And so I, I text him, and I've always texted him. I said, hey, listen, man, I don't know like, if this is significant. I know it's harvest season, and I'm curious on the biblical calendar because we have, you know, there's two calendars. We have our calendar that we live by, but then we have the biblical calendar, which the, the Jewish people still live by to this day. And um, so I had this idea. I should call him and find out, is there anything significant about this story right now? And it's funny because if you read the story, it talks about how this happened. They passed over or crossed over uh, the Jordan on the first, on the 10th day of the first month of Nisan, okay? And so, you know, having no clue, the season that we're in on the biblical calendar, I call this guy. he, He messages me back and says, actually, Sean, interestingly, in Jewish thought, I mean, most people think it's between, you know, uh, uh, March and May, this season of harvest season, uh, and and this would have been around the time when this would have happened. But he said in Jewish thought, the the first month, uh, the 10th day of the first month of Nisan actually is today which was yesterday. So it was actually Saturday. It would have been when Did you the hear people that? of Israel actually crossed over the Jordan. I was like, what? The day I was like, feeling that in preparation the day before this message like was spoken. That. I was in this space like reliving almost like a, a historical moment in the scripture. I just happened to be living it on the same day. Yeah. And I feel like it was just one more Powerful. confirmation and affirmation that this is a word from God for us in this season. This is a word for you That's in this why we're season. doing this to remember what God is saying. You're going we'll go to saying some of the greatest memories back from partner with these this words. season. So many important things happened on the 10th day of Nisan, actually. Even Ezekiel had his vision of the restored temple. And the restored kingdom, the future kingdom uh, on, on this same day. And it's like, you know, I feel like that. I feel like Ezekiel in this hard to moment, make commentary on that, this like, when it's I'm building so much historical backdrop there's right a, now. A We're going to get into some points in a few seconds. For the church, there's a bright future for you. Anyone that's watching, that's going to come from this season. This is the season where God's going to do the impossible. It's harvest season so many other good things happen on that day i mean even jesus came into jerusalem on that day. Actually, it was the same day that Moses would have led the people across the Red Sea and then 40 years later on the same day, Wild. Joshua led the people across the Jordan. And then, you know, Jesus came Patterns into Jerusalem. Patterns always themselves. Consider, we call it Palm Sunday, but around the same exact day, same time, he comes into to, 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 to his city to, before he's crucified and they're yelling, Hosanna, son True of David, Solomon. Hosanna, Hosanna. That word Hosanna comes from a Hebrew word, yasha, which means to open, to open. Open up to, to to be free. And I feel like this is what's happening in this season. We're opening up I'll to a new sense there. of freedom. Yeah. We're opening up in this season to God, letting God in in this chaotic time. Yeah. It's amazing. Sometimes, and, and I want to read this. I'm going to continue reading for you. I'm almost done reading, I promise, okay? I have a couple more scriptures to read here. I'm Joshua am almost 4, done verse reading, 4 seven says So Joshua we called are. together now. This we is are. the, the main are. crux of what I we're talking am. about. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. This is where it gets he good. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan. Stand in the middle. In front of the ark, in front of the presence of God, of the Lord your God. The presence each of God. You must pick up one stone. So pick up one stone and carry it out on your one shoulder, stone. 12 stones in all. So 12 people, 12, pick up 12 stones 12 in again. all, one for each of the 12 tw- tribes of Israel. Verse 6, we will use these stones to build a memorial in the future. Your children will, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? When you can tell them, then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. Why? Because sometimes, write this down, sometimes you need to remember yesterday to find strength for today. Hear that? Sometimes you need to remember yesterday to find strength for today. Hence why God was giving instruction to Joshua to tell the people, each person, each leader from the tribes of Israel, 12. Now we can break down the the various uh, layers and prophetic significance of number 12. You know, well, we're not gonna do all that right now, but the government of God, the kingdom, you know, there was 12 disciples that built and established the foundations for the church as we know it. I mean, there's so much in scripture about 12 as a prophetic number, but he said, get 12 stones Speaks of leadership as well, and, and get them while you're in the middle. He didn't say go back in after it was all done and find some stones after you've already crossed over. No, while you're in the middle. It's like for us, prophetically, it's like we're, we are still, a lot of us, in the middle of this. Um, quarantine season, we're in the middle. I know that I know we're further along in many of the stages if you live in certain parts of the world, but for a lot of us, it feels like we're still in the middle, and it's while we're in the middle that God's saying, Okay, pay attention, get some stones, memories as memorials that will be a testimony to future generations, to which, why, which is the reason why I said. Sometimes you need to remember yesterday to find strength for today. And once again, it's like the echo is so strong on this that the whole premise of this series is to go back a little bit so that we can find strength for today. Wow, God said that. You know, When you were watching this message, maybe you never watched it before, but if you did, when you were watching this message, I can almost guarantee you the Holy Spirit was speaking to you and you left being like, man, okay, I'm gonna gather some stones. But then time goes by and you forget. Confusion sets in, you forget. Pain hits you and you forget. I mean, pain especially and hurt has a way of just holding your vision and perspective hostage. And when you can't see right, you stop living the way that God wants you to live right, okay? So, I mean, that's why we need to go back and remember and bring back to the forefront of our focus what God has said so that in the middle, while we're there, we can begin to, once again, gather stones that we once were setting out or set out to find but maybe just got lost along the way. And so this is what I'm I'm talking about. So hopefully you're gonna find strength for today as you remember this. Stacked up will be a reminder of what God did yesterday. And if he's the same God, Hebrews 13, verse 8, if he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, these stones are a reminder. Yesterday was a reminder of that of the reality that we can lean in to trust God for strength in our today. Think about all the good things that God has done. He'll do it again. And this is a season where he'll do it again. My kids, you know, all represent, um, they, they all represent to me, seasons of significant struggle and significant breakthrough. Yep. And uh, and I, I really believe that I, these there's there's five stones, and I'm gonna I'm gonna connect what I just said in a second here, but there are five stones that God wants to give us today. From this season. God wants to give us five stones to look for in this season, to pick up in this season. He wants us to collect yep. stones that become a reminder for us of God's faithfulness in this season. And I think of my four kids, and they are a reminder of seasons of yeah, Michelle and I's kids. life of struggle, but also breakthrough. And so there are five stones. And you know, Jacob had stones that really were important to him. He laid his head on a stone had a vision of the house of God. You can read it in Genesis 28. David had five stones that he collected. One of them he used to fight Goliath. It was a breakthrough moment. You know, Israel had them 12 stones like we see here in this scripture. Jesus obviously had one stone. He was the cornerstone. He was the stone that was broken to create the living stones, which is us the body of Christ. So but good. he also had a stone that was rolled away that represents so the many stones of his life, the resurrection of Jesus. It's all about the stones. But I, I believe God the wants us to collect stones. five stones this morning. And I want to give you five stones for us to look for in this season. Number one, write this down if you're Number taking notes. Number one. Notice, are the stones of promise. The stones God of promise. God wants us to collect stones of promise. I believe that in this season, God is going to give you and speak to you new promises it's going to be a season where God fulfills old promises. Maybe some of you felt like you were, you know, you were called to be something specific, and and you felt like your life in the last ten years has not reflected that. And in this season, I believe that God's giving you an opportunity. Let's just stop there for a second. Stones of promise. I want you to take a moment, and maybe this is one of the stones that you've kind of left and kind of forgotten about. You know, maybe you started off saying, "God, okay." What are you what are you doing in this season? What's, what's the new thing? What's the new opportunity? Or what's the old thing coming to pass in this time frame now? Maybe you kind of got lost along the way. I want to encourage you again to find that stone of promise. What is the promise that God has promised to you in the past, that in this season, you know, and you feel it in your gut, that you are called to begin to see the manifestation or evidence of, or maybe you're in this season and it's like you're not thinking about an old promise, you're like getting a new promise from God because you're positioning your heart to hear from Him. You're in the Word. You're you're listening to Him. You you're, you're you're getting like a a pulse on what God wants for you in the next season coming out of this, however long it's going to take. I want you to think about and write down what your stone of promise is if maybe you've forgotten or just to write it down just to get to keep that that like like, like i talked about remember it's follow-up accountability and positioning we need to keep applying this and the accountability part is to believe and expect that the promises that god gave us are still yes and amen let's continue on to come in and do things that you never could do before maybe because of your lifestyle your schedule but now that things have shifted I believe for many people out there, God is going to actually fulfill promises at the same time that he's going to give them, give you new promises. I know for... It's crazy for us. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to say this in the next few moments, but for us, I know that one of the things I always pray for my kids every night before they go to, every night they go to bed is that they would encounter God in a real way. And this season and uh, has been just that. Like this season, literally, for the last six months... Um, have been have have held the most precious encounters for my kids when it comes to encountering Jesus in a real way. That's my prayer. I don't want them to have my faith. I want them to have their faith. I don't want them to live off my encounters. I want them to have their own encounters. Yes, I'm gonna gather the stones, and yes, they will be memorials and testimonies to encourage them. But I want them to gather their own stones, you guys. That's my prayer for them. Every night, God, let them encounter you for real. And I have to say that they have truly encountered God in a powerful way in this season. And that's my stone of promise. That's me picking up a, a stone, a promise stone and saying, I'm taking this out with me out of the crossover. I'm taking this out of this pandemic and I'm going to stack it. And we look back one day and say, man, guys, guys, to my kids, you guys had incredible encounters. Do you remember? We wrote them down in our journals and, and documented a lot of them and and to help them remember these precious moments. So stone's of promise, powerful. them as stones number two god wants to give you stones of victory number two stones of victory this is a season i believe of victory yes where you're going to begin to see god do what he said absolutely he would i believe you're going to see god conquer fear in your life some of you fear. have been dealing that was with the word fear severe fear this year you're maybe losing fear it's fear maybe it's insecurity i know peter it was the moment that he got his eyes off of Jesus when he was walking on the water and onto the waves yep. that he began to sunk. The moment he realized, the moment he realized that what he was doing was impossible, the moment he got his attention and his focus off of Jesus, he got into fear. And because of fear, he began to sink. Yep. I was watching this movie recently with my kids called Onward. I want to say this, that I believe with all my heart that Like I said in last week's message, that it's the year of losing fear. There's some areas of your life, not in all areas, but areas in your life where I believe God's dealing with specific fears that are holding you back. And I believe in this season that you're gonna conquer and be victorious in some of these areas and I want you to believe and I want you to stand that you're in this pandemic during this quarantine season, during whatever stage you're at or whatever place around the world you're at and maybe you're totally out of it, all good, amazing. Um, I believe that God is giving you new victories. He's giving you a new victory in some areas that you've never had a victory before. Maybe um, in this last season, you've been struggling in one area of your life previous to everything that's gone on. And I believe that's this season. It could be this season for you where you're gonna have victory in an area you've never had before. And so this is the stone that you need to look for in this season, that you need to go after in this season, that I wanna be victorious. Victorious, And it's not something that you do, you strive to do. It's just you continue to lean in, knowing that God wants you to get, get a stone of victory. And so as a result, you're gonna look for those areas where God wants you to overcome. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's some sort of financial battle. Maybe it's um, a job opportunity. Maybe it's the new business that you've been Fearing to start but now you're going to have victory over the fear that's paralyzed you in the past and you're going to start you're going to have victory and you're going to be able to say that I chose to walk in faith and not let my fear continue to drive and dictate and govern my life and so let's continue on. Number three, write this down. Number the three, three. The third stone that God wants you to grab in this season. It's the stone of strength. Yes. The stone of strength. Strength. The stone of strength. This is a season when you're going to dig deep. You're going to dig deep within yourselves. And I, I I said this earlier. Sometimes you need to remember yesterday to, for, to find strength for today. It's a good word. Ezekiel, my third born, Fridge child, magnet right there. born child. The name Ezekiel actually means uh, the strength of God. And God strengthens. And, and you know, it's funny because I mentioned on the first month of the 10th day of Nisan, which is the day that we're talking about the season of crossing over the Jordan, it was when Ezekiel had his vision of the restored temple and the new in the future, new Jerusalem, and the way things were going to be in the future and the hope. Wow. He has this vision, and it brought strength and faith into the now. I believe that we're coming out of this season with great strength, and God's going to give yep. you a stone of great strength. It's funny because you're eight, almost eight years ago now on the, on the birthday, literally almost literally to the day on the birthday uh, we were passed over the, the baton was passed to us from previous leadership to take over the local church and to add in the local church element into our ministry. That was almost eight years ago. It was my my, my my wife went into labor that night with Ezekiel that night on the day that we had Wild the celebration, time. that the baton was being passed. So, it was a new season. My son represents to us a new season, a new season of strength, a new season of promotion, a new season. He's a memorial for me of, of that. And I feel like for you watching right now, you're going to have to say this, to add to this right now about the stone of strength specifically I think it's very important that we always remember that strength never goes without struggle. They go together. You only need strength when you're in a struggle. If you feel strong, nothing's going on, and you're on the mountaintop, well, you don't really need strength. You're just, are you're living in strength. You need strength when everything around you feels like struggle. When everything around you feels like strength, you don't really need a lot of strength because you're just, playing off the environment that you're living in. But when you're in struggle, and when you're in the midst of the valley and you're in the midst of the, the treacherous storm, you're trying to make it through, that's where you need the greatest the greatest strength. And I believe that in this season, that you're finding new areas of strength in your life. You're gonna lean into God maybe. Maybe this is an area where you're going so deep in your relationship with God that all of a sudden you're gonna come out like you're gonna thank God so much for the last season because you got stronger in your relationship with God. You got stronger in your prayer life. You got stronger in the Word. You got stronger in your worship because maybe you relied solely on the community to come together and worship Jesus. But now, now you've learned what real worship is when you're alone, when no Nobody's watching. You've learned what it is to cry out to God by yourself, on the floor, in your room, when nobody's there, no worship team is there. You've learned what real worship is. You've learned what real diligent prayer is. You've learned what it means to be a man or a woman of the word because maybe you've chosen to lean in and realize that you've been relying, all of your spirituality has been relying on the strength of the gathering and not your own relationship. And then, you know, this is the thing, the gathering, you're bringing your strength. That's the beauty of the body of Christ. When you come together, we're not bringing our weaknesses, we're actually bringing our strength to build something that honors God in a city. That's why we gather. We gather, yes, we gather and we come in sometimes and we're weak and we're weary 100%. And I'm not saying it's not for that. But if that's the only reason why you're coming, you're missing it. Because we wanna add our strength to the body. We wanna be strong so we can strengthen others if we're all coming in weak, let me just tell you, it's not gonna be a very encouraging uh, community gathering. And so that's why we need to come strong. And so God is teaching us in this season to gather stones of strength so we can build ourselves up and learn to build ourselves up in our faith, in our own relationship with God in this season. Let's continue on. Uh, many moments in this season where you're going to draw strength. You're going to draw strength out of this season in a real powerful way. Number four, the fourth stone is the stone of harvest. Ooh. The stone of harvest. My fourth daughter's harvest. name, harvest. I harvest. Know for us, when we had our fourth daughter, we had our fourth daughter, it marked 11 years of, of praying for some specific things for our personal lives. Yep. And when she was born Wild. literally it marked it marked a ama- an amazing personal harvest for us. It was an incredible season of breakthrough, an incredible season of, of new fruitfulness, not necessarily for what we do but personally for us. And it was a, it was a hard season, it was a season of struggle but man, it was a season of breakthrough and when I love hard at my seasons daughter, can harvest, also be harvest seasons. Our fourth child. I'm reminded, it's like a memorial for me of like, wow, God is so faithful. God is so incredible. And I believe for many of you in this, uh, in, in, in whenever you're watching right now, for many of you in this season, you're going to grab a stone of harvest out of this season. Yep. That's something that you take from this season, something that gets redeemed by God in this season will show itself powerful when it comes to a harvest in your life, fruitfulness in your life. Good things are gonna come out of this season for you. And number five. It's kind of like, just to stop there, it's kind of like, you know, a promise, like in a promise to a seed. And then the harvest is the fruition or the fulfillment or the growth that comes from that seed. And, you know, it's funny because for my daughter promise, I, and I, I relate all these stones to my each one of my kids. My daughter was born exactly just two days apart, exactly just two days apart, seven years Uh, Daughter promise from my daughter Harvest. Same month, just two days apart, seven years. And seven, uh, numerically, biblically, prophetically, really represents completion and wholeness. And it's kind of like a picture of seed to harvest. You know, when the seed becomes a harvest, it's like wholeness. It's like completion. The work has been finished. And that's what promises are like. And I believe that there are promises that we're going to see the harvest of in this season. I know for my own life, I can already see some things, things that God promised me in previous seasons of my life, even years ago, now beginning to manifest as a harvest in this season. But the key is this, you gotta follow up, you gotta be accountable, and then you have to position yourself. And I referenced how the servant of Elijah had to keep looking Where is the evidence? Where is the evidence of the harvest? Where is the harvest? And I want you to, I want to encourage you to look. Look to where the harvest is right now, the the beginnings of the fruitfulness of the promises over your life, because they're there, you guys. They're there. There might be little, but they're there. Grab one of those stones, bring it across with you while you're in the middle of crossing over. Gather these things. Remember these things, because they will be a testimony to future generations. In Jesus' name, let's continue on. Number five, the last stone that I believe God number wants us five, to grab number this five. season is the stone of resurrection. The stone of resurrection. The stone of resurrection. When Israel had crossed over to the other side, so they crossed over the Jordan, the first place they went was Gilgal. New life. And, that, that, and I'm going to read the scripture to you, actually. Go to verse 19 of chapter 4. The people crossed the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month. Then they camped at Gilgal, just east of Jericho. This word Gilgal means to, it it means uh, uh, a wheel or it means rolling. It possibly also could be defined as a circle of stones, but it means a rolling away, and we can draw this. Imagery, Because Joshua really represents even the name Jesus and the name Joshua yep. in Hebrew. And its Hebrew counterpart deep. really is connected to the name of Jesus. Joshua is a prophetic picture or symbol of Jesus. Moses was a picture of the old covenant, the law. Joshua, the new covenant. You can't bring the law, you can't bring the law into the old. The old is the foundation that sets the tone. It's the foundation. But to go into the new, you cannot mix the old and the new together. Yep. It's like mixing old wine and a new wineskin. The skin will burst. And so Moses, the old, had to stop, had to had to end, Die. so to speak, had to stop. He it died. did its part so Joshua could lead the people into the promised land so Joshua leads them in he's a picture of Jesus and he leads them in and the first place they go to celebrate the first place they go is Gilgal and it's a picture of this resurrection that God is doing in this season there are things that are resurrecting in this season I mean new life is coming you know just you know a week away to celebrate Resurrection Sunday, this coming Sunday, when the stone was rolled away. It's like the spiritual Gilgal, so yeah. to speak, where the stone was rolled away and all things are new. Jesus went through. He crossed over the Jordan. He descended. The word Jordan literally means to descend. Jesus descended from heaven and came down so that we could cross over with him. And he crossed over from death to life. And so have we. If you've let Jesus into your life, you've crossed over your own Jordan. You've descended ascended down. You've come down and you've overcome and now you're a new creation. Well, this is what Jesus has done for us. I love it. It says in Luke 24, verse two, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. I just believe this, that in this season, we're going to grab a stone of resurrection. We're going to come out with new life. It's going to be new. It's going to be new. The old you is going to stay like Moses died. The old version, the old version is going to stay. Yeah. pre quarantine and the new version of you is gonna come post quarantine. Yeah, it's funny because I have this key. I don't know if we can zoom in, probably not. But I have this key here, and it says Man, on the key, "Resurrection." Happened, it says "Resurrection." This is the Giving Keys, and and this is a, it's a kind of a cool not-for-profit that's based out of Nashville. And the whole premise is it's a not-for-profit that employs homeless people. They find old keys and they write these uh, sort of like. Uh, you know, prophetic type words on them. And you you give these keys to individuals that you re, where you feel like this word represents their season. And once that season is over, you give the key away to someone else. It's like a pay it forward type of a not-for-profit. And I've been wearing this key for the last year and a half. And it says resurrection on it. And I just believe... It's a, it's a sign, it's a sign out for me where there are things in me yep. in this season and even more during this quarantine that are gonna be resurrected in me, reawakened in me. But I believe it for you as well that you're gonna pull a stone yep. of resurrection out of this season in a real... That's good, let me just stop there and elaborate as we continue to close here. Uh, it's almost done. This stone of resurrection, I just wanna rewind a little bit where they, they went to Gilgal, And I'm kind of drawing this idea of the first place that they went after to stack the stones represents resurrection. I just really believe that there are things that have died in your life in past seasons that this season is provoking to a resurrection. Uh, And and, and I I believe, like I've said it over and over and over again, we are going to look back one day and say, thank God that you allowed me to cross over on dry land, that you had me. You protected me. You walked with me when I was in that quarantine. When you walked with me during that pandemic and I was able to gather these stones and that fifth stone I was able to gather was new life. I was able to gather breakthrough in a new area. I was able to see hopes, dreams, visions, uh, areas of my life that I had been believing for, that I died, be renewed again and resurrected. I believe you'll be able to, to say that. In fact, there are people watching right now and maybe you don't know what would happen to you if you were to die today. You don't know you don't know what's next. You don't have a confident relationship with God. I want to encourage you today to let Jesus into your life. You know, we're talking about going back a little bit so we can move forward. Sometimes we have to go back even in our perspective and realize, man, I could have died here. I could have died there. I was on an overdose. This happened. This happened. I could have lost my marriage, could have lost my kids, could have lost my job, but someone was with me. I believe that someone is Jesus Christ and he's got a plan on a plan for your life and he's been knocking on the door of your heart this whole Time and this is a season during this pandemic where I believe God wants you to be resurrected to a new person. You know when we give our lives to Jesus, we resurrect, so to speak. The Bible says that Jesus raises us up. The Bible says that even in baptism, when we get baptized underneath the water and come out of the waters of baptism, it's like we're being raised up. The same way Jesus went into the tomb and then was raised to new life out of the tomb. This is a season that feels like a tomb. It's season. Like it feels like we're in isolation and we're going under and we're under the water. But let me just tell you, the promise is this, that God will bring you up if you just say yes, If you just let him in and you just open up your heart in this moment, God will do what he wants to do in and through you. He's already forgiven us, you guys. This is the most amazing thing about the gospel and the good news is that it's good because he's already forgiven us. He's already done the work. All you have to do is say yes. Romans 10 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. If you're watching this and you've never said yes to Jesus I want to encourage you to just reach out open up your heart and say yes and say Jesus I want you to come into my life say Jesus I receive your forgiveness say Jesus I want to go where you want me to go I want to be in a relationship with you say Jesus fill me with the Holy Spirit the power of God in my life I want you to speak to me I want to walk with you every day from this day forward I want to gather not only a stone a promise or a stone of victory or a stone of strength or a stone of harvest. I want to be resurrected to new life in this season and be made new. The Bible says if you said yes today, if you say yes that you'll be a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. You're gonna leave the old you during uh, behind in quarantine. You're gonna leave the old version of you in a pandemic, but you're gonna come out even stronger and you're gonna stack some stones as a memorial to say to your kids that in pandemic, during this isolated time, I made the best decision to say yes to Jesus. And it's gonna be a testimony for future generations and even your friends and surrounding family in Jesus' name. For the rest of you, Maybe this message has provoked and reminded you of some important things to position yourself for. Like I've said over and over again, this acronym FAP, we wanna follow up with what God has said. We wanna be accountable to what God has said and we want to position ourselves to see what God said Come to pass in our life. Just open up your heart right now. Just open up your mind right now and say, God, I'm all in. I wanna, I I can't, I can't leave this season without gathering the stones that I need uh, to, to be a memorial for the future. I'm gathering them right now. I'm gonna gather them. I'm gonna do whatever I can to keep looking until I find them. Well, hey, that's it for today. I hope it really encouraged you. Kingdom Culture. Can't wait to be with you and see you next week. God bless you.